Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, July the 7th in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we come to the end of year A, proper week nine, which is the sixth Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Friday of the week, I'd like to take a look at the gospel passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church's calendar year. And so we find ourselves back in the gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 11, verses 16 through 19. And then we'll jump ahead to verses 25 through 30. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning and when I rise, let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Matthew chapter 11, verses 16 through 19, and then verses 25 through 30. To what can I compare this generation? They are like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling out to others. We played the pipe for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking and they say, he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking and they say, here is a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by her deeds. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you've hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and to those whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the word of God for us. In some ways, I feel like you could probably boil down what Jesus came to do and some of the contours of his ministry in these two uh, sections. Okay, and so in section one, you've got this this analysis that Jesus has about the world around him. I mean, the Jews were always rehearsing scripture. They were practicing, you know, the plan of God. They were expecting that God was going to do something. They didn't give up on God's plans for the world, even when they were occupied by Rome. They had this interest in seeing God do the things that God was going to do, um, and it just seems like they were missing it. Like here's Jesus. He is uh, God in flesh. He's doing wonderful things, early, even from the earliest days of his ministry, right on the heels of great things that God was doing through John the Baptist, and they seem to be missing it. So that parable of you know children playing music and people not getting the tune is something kind of like it gives like a, a justification of why Jesus had to come in the first place. Like um, this is something that Ginger, she's reading a, a great book by Tish Warren, and she makes this great observation in her book. She says that in the past, like pr- prophets are trying to tell God uh, to pay attention, pay attention to their struggle and their suffering from, you know, the hands and the uh, persecution of foreign nations. And there, there is a page that turns in the New Testament. It's now God saying to the people of God and to those who would want to notice that they need to pay attention now. Like God's already acted. So what are we going to do in response? And so Jesus is like seeding that type of idea here this passage and uh, he sees that they had a misreading of John and they have a misreading of him 
but they also give some like this there's like an interesting biography here like john's unique ministry was to preach and to teach and to call like people into stark repentance and jesus seemed to have more of an incarnational ministry where he's among the people like he's he's at uh, meals in people's homes he's among those who are celebrating to the point where he's he's earning this reputation of being a holy man, but kind of doing some uh, things that holy people don't typically do, right? So we'll just kind of leave it there for now. So Jesus is showing up because people are not aware of the hour in which God is uh, has brought upon them. The second section is how Jesus says he's going to bring people to, uh, to God. No one knows the Father except the Son and vice versa. And the Son is choosing to reveal the Father to people. So there's going to be this great, what we call it revelation, this great... Um, opening up of the ideas and people beginning to see what they what's been hidden it's going to be brought to light and uh, just notice the nature of jesus ministry verse 28 is one that um is i think a good 20 30 is this a good one to keep in mind we ask the question what is god up to in the world it looks something a lot like this where the weary and the burdened are given rest where people can learn a new way of life and teaching um, they can uh, come to God and find rest for their souls because Jesus's yoke is easy and his burden is light. These are metaphors and terms for a way of teaching. Um, rabbis were said to like put to put like a, a weight of a way of life on people's shoulders, right? And they would like take things off that other rabbis tried to place on people's shoulders, and then they would bind people to other things. And so Jesus says, "You'll know the shape of my work and my ministry because it leads towards rest." It leads towards, leads towards mending and a restoration and ultimately towards hope where people's lives are put back together. And yes, it is a new way of life. We have to learn new ideas and have new experiences. And that comes with challenge and struggle. But ultimately, Jesus' yoke is easy and his burden is light. Um, my friend Jeremy Sims, Dr. Jeremy Sims from Birmingham, Alabama, says that Christianity is easy as hard gets. I think it's true. So like Christianity is tough. It's not like... Um, it's the easiest thing to pick, but I think once we get into the flow, the flow of being Christ-like, we find that it's, as e- it's the easiest as hard gets because ultimately we're, we're being called to a way of love. I think you and I love to receive love, and I think that we love to give love. And so we're in the flow of that. We say like, okay, sometimes this is hard because like you have to walk with people and people are broken and they make mistakes and they make life hard for you, right? But yet we say, you know what? Like for some reason, like it's it's going to be worth it. So I'm going to continue to give myself uh, to the cause, this cause, uh, not just for today, but I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep on learning new things. I'm going to keep on following the way of love. So we could look at uh, this is a snapshot of Jesus' ministry. He came uh, when people weren't noticing, and John will say something similar in John one. He says, you know, like. He came among his own, and his own did not receive him. But uh, to those who did receive him, he gave them right to be the the uh, children of God. And so, Jesus came at a time when people weren't eager to recognize. And then, what is the shape of his ministry? It looks like it, it looks like revealing of the Father. It looks like the mending of souls all around us. So may we give ourselves to that endeavor of knowing the Father and seeing the mending of souls. So with those things in mind, let's pray to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you today because we have experienced the mending of our souls. We thank you that you pursued us and you sought us even when uh, we were broken and frail. We thank you that you're putting us back together. You're giving us salvation and life and hope. And because of that, uh, the day in front of us is filled with promise, incredible promise, because you're the present God 
who continues to help people find rest for their souls. God, we pray for rest for our own souls, that we have unrest deep within. Uh, maybe it's in the area of finances or health in our bodies or the, the struggle of a loved one. And we just ask God that to wherever there's unrest, that you would minister to us, and that you'd mend us. God, uh, we just pray for the world around us. Um, there's so much brokenness and we don't judge it. We don't judge people who go through hard things. We don't know their stories, but we think that you call us um, as missionaries into the world to befriend and to be kind and show hospitality and ultimately be people of hope. And so God, we pray that uh, the church should be hopeful today and that uh, as we are among those who are looking for rest, that we'd be signposts towards Jesus so that people can find rest for their souls. We ask all these things in Jesus' name, amen.